Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Improving healthcare price transparency has been the focus of many initiatives at both the state and federal levels of government. A recent survey conducted by the Pioneer Institute in Massachusetts has shed some light on how or if consumers actually take advantage of published pricing information. To discuss the results of the survey, I'm joined by Barbara Anthony, Senior Fellow in Healthcare Policy at the Pioneer Institute. Barbara, welcome to the show. Uh, Well, thanks a lot. It's great to be on, Mike. Definitely looking forward to this discussion, Barbara. And for those uh, in our audience who may not be familiar with the Pioneer Institute, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do there? Pioneer Institute is, uh, first of all, we are a nonprofit think tank. We're uh, bipartisan, nonpartisan, really. And we're located in Boston, Massachusetts. We um, we are we do we do research we uh, analyze data we we produce uh, papers reports surveys um, uh, and on a whole range of issues and what our work is really geared toward is uh, trying to improve state government in many ways and also our economy in many ways based on free market principles so areas that we work in and do a lot of publishing in is uh, education, uh, better schools, transportation, transparency in government, uh, government uh, finances, and uh, of course, healthcare. Uh, we do a lot of work in healthcare as well. And as we talked about before the show, uh, our topic today around price transparency is something that is uh, of the utmost importance to our hospitals right now and, and is certainly on the minds of uh, our government officials, for sure. So um, with that, let me ask you, why did you initiate this particular study, and what were you looking at? You know, Massachusetts now, since 2014, we've had uh, laws on our books that require price transparency from both providers, meaning hospitals, doctors, clinics, and insurance companies. So we have, we have a state law here that uh, requires that providers uh, give out prices upon request uh, of, uh, of a, a customer, a patient, and insurance companies have to develop, and they have developed uh, what are called price transparency tools, so that if you're a member of an insurance company, you can go online and you can determine uh, what the cost, you can compare the prices of various procedures among various providers, and know what your out-of-pocket cost is, uh, know what your remaining deductible is. So we've had these laws in Massachusetts that have been around now since 2014. I used to work for state government. I was a undersecretary of consumer affairs um, during the Patrick administration here. And so I was very involved in developing this law and then its very initial implementation. So the years go by, and uh, it's now uh, what are we? We're in 2021. Uh, so it's been quite, it was quite a while uh, since the uh, laws became effective in, in 2014, and we uh, we wanted to know what, what impact those laws have had, and and whether consumers are taking advantage of them. Um, I'll tell you one thing: we do know because we've done a lot of studies at Pioneer on hospital and insurance company compliance with those laws. And uh, unfortunately, um, 
With respect to provider compliance, particularly hospitals, we've found that uh, compliance hasn't been so great. That uh, the, that it's not that hospitals don't maintain a very friendly system for providing consumers with the price of medical procedures before you receive them. Insurance companies do a better job of uh, of putting information out there uh, through their cost estimator tools, as I m- mentioned. Uh, the problem, though, is that the uptake by consumers, by members of uh, various insurance companies, has been slow. So we wanted to find out from the consumer viewpoint now. We, we knew what was going on on the provider and the insurance company side, but we wanted to know what consumers thought about all this. So that's why we did this study. And who did you survey uh, when you began the study? Well, the survey is done by uh, a company called DAPA Research. That's D-A-P-A. Uh, Dave Peleologus, who is a very well-known pollster um, here in Massachusetts, but he does national political polls all the time. He's the director of the Suffolk University Research Center. So uh, they conducted the poll for us, and uh, we we worked together on uh, the questionnaire and analyzing the results. I'm very pleased with David's work. He's, uh, He's an excellent pollster. And that poll was to consumers across the state of Massachusetts? Yeah, well, what we, well, what we did, Mike, was this. You know, we want, one of the things that's really important, uh, I don't want to get too into the weeds on polling, but uh, in order for, uh, if you're going to do a poll, if you're going to do a survey, it has to be statistically uh, reliable and valid, which means that you look at that survey and you want to say, gee, I've got a lot of confidence that the results in this survey are accurate. And if I did it a hundred more times, it's going to come out to be roughly the same. So that's another reason, of course, why we went to this professional pollster. And what we did was, um, what David did was he developed a sample size of about 500 people. Now you're going to make a lot of, this was done by telephone. So landline and cell phone throughout the state of Massachusetts and all geographic areas across all income groups, um, all kinds of the uh, you know, other age groups. Uh, but the main thing we wanted here was for 500 people who got their health insurance through their employer, or else they uh, bought it on the uh, on the exchange. The Massachusetts uh, the connector is what it's called. So we did not want anyone who uh, was receiving Medicare. We didn't want anyone receiving Medicaid. We wanted people who were insured by the private insurance companies here in the state. And so um, we came. The, the surveyors uh, com, uh, came up with uh, 500 people, and that was the sample size. And then uh, a list of questions was asked, as in all surveys, and uh, that's basically um, you know how it was conducted. And Barbara, what did the survey results reveal about how consumers access pricing information? Well, unfortunately, our survey results uh, reveals uh, some of what we already knew, that consumers do not access pricing information very much. Uh, we, we found out that only about one in five consumers in Massachusetts um, has ever tried to find the price of a service in advance of getting that health care service. Um, and I'm assuming now that, and we also found that of those one in five, most of that comes from the insurance company's cost estimator tools. So, but that's a pretty low number of people who are trying, who have thought about trying to find out the price of uh, healthcare information. Um, and the, the issue here is that, uh, you know, most people just 
didn't think that the information was available. They didn't know it was available. Uh, hadn't thought about trying to access uh, pricing information. Didn't know where to go to find it. Uh, so uh, that was uh, it was it was a. Not, you know, we weren't totally surprised, but we were, uh, of course, disappointed that so many consumers out there, even though the information's available here, uh, did not know that they could have access to it. And I guess on the flip side, did anything about the findings surprise you? Uh, were, were you were you taken back well, by there, anything? Yeah, well, I mean, there were a lot, there were a number of things that that did surprise us. So we um, we did ask consumers, well, who would you trust to give you price. Who would you go to? Who would you trust? And trust was the key word there uh, to get price information about healthcare from. And uh, surprise, you know, surprisingly, well, I shouldn't say too surprisingly, but insurance companies and doctors were in the top tier. Uh, in addition to that, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, though, that surprised us a little bit because, you know, a lot of people don't trust government, but we have uh, we have a, an agency here in Massachusetts that does have a website where they do provide um, some kinds of price information about healthcare services for consumers. So, uh, doctors, insurance companies, and the state were the most trusted entities here in in Massachusetts for consumers in terms of obtaining price information. That's who they felt they could trust the most. Now, the, the thing that was a little bit surprising, I think, was the fact that hospitals. We're, we're down at the bottom of the list. It, only like three or four percent of, of the survey folks surveyed said they would they would uh, trust a hospital to go to in terms of obtaining price information. I think that is just a reflection of the fact that it's very hospitals here don't make it easy for consumers to. I'm not suggesting that they make it easy elsewhere, but here in Massachusetts, our own pioneer studies have shown that it's very difficult for consumers to get price information from, from hospitals. And it's also not something that's widely publicized. So I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not really surprised that that came, that, that, uh, uh, showed up so low on the, uh, on the scale in terms of trust. And it just shows how much more, how much work there has to be done to uh, bring that trust number up and uh, provide consumers with that information. Well, certainly the hospitals will be, uh... I think motivated to move forward uh, faster with price transparency efforts, given the uh, the push of the federal government and, and the new rules in effect. Yeah, uh, this yeah January. No, that's true. Absolutely. So it uh, this this survey took place before the federal laws, be, you know, were were they, I think they were in the process of being uh, promulgated and uh, they, you know had not taken effect yet. So I think that the landscape um, has changed. From from the results of this survey, but you know these, it, but it but it, it was um, it, it certainly needs changing, and we can see that we've got uh, we have a very low uh, uh, bar here that needs to be raised in terms of providing this information to to, to consumers. Uh, you, you know, what was interesting is that we this uh, idea of we ask consumers, do you want? Would you like? Price information about a healthcare service before you obtain it, and that was a very high number. Um, I'm trying to—I think it was almost like uh, between 70 and 80 percent said, "Yeah, we do want to know the price of a healthcare service before we get it." But it, but again, you know, people didn't know where to go, didn't know it was available. So there's a desire to know, and and I think that 
uh, providers especially, but and insurance companies too, and employers also, need, we all need to do a better job in terms of getting this information out to consumers. Um, I mean, some of the other things that consumers told us in this survey is we, you know, we, we gave them some things to choose from, and they're, they want easy access to price information. You know, nobody wants to have to sit in front of a spreadsheet and, and troll through, uh, you know, uh, uh, Excel to find out the price of a service. So they, they, they would like apps on their phones. They would like um, easy-to-read websites that display out-of-pocket costs. Uh, they're also interested in, you know, incentives, cash incentives to seek lower-cost providers. You know, a lot of people, some I shouldn't say a lot, but some people in our survey thought that it didn't matter which provider you went to, whether, you know, what hospital or what doctor, that, that everybody charged the same price. Now, that is, t- you know, that's so not correct. Uh, we have very wide variations in healthcare prices all around the country. Massachusetts is no different. We have tremendous variation in healthcare prices. We have very expensive uh, hospitals and doctors, and we have mid-priced, we have low-priced. So it is... Um, it, 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 there's a wide range to choose from. Now, we're very interested in quality, so what we, we call these high-value, lower-cost providers. But you know, we're, we're, what we're talking about here is trying to um, incent consumers to uh, perhaps do some shopping around for those services, those healthcare services that are not emergent services or, uh, or you know, very sophisticated tertiary or. Qua- uh, care services, but you know, X-rays, uh, uh, basic medical kinds of services that everyone gets. There is great. There's a great difference in price depending on where you go. And so, um, what we found here is that uh, no matter what your income was, people did want to know this, this information, and um, so that, and and they wanted easy ways of, of getting it. In addition to that. People were, uh, consumers, I should say, in this survey, were interested in getting cash back from their insurance companies if the consumer chose a, uh, a high-value, lower-cost provider. So there, there, are these, there are these programs all over the country. They're not as widespread as we, would ho- we hope they would be, um, but you can um, earn money back uh, if you choose a provider that's less expensive than the the top-tier providers for a particular procedure. The the other thing that that we learned is that, again, people trust their insurance companies here. And I know, again, that may go against the national grain, but we do have very good insurance companies in Massachusetts. They're always um, at the top of the U.S. World of News Report uh, list of you, you know, good health plans, and what, what people, and again, they were they were among the more trusted um, entities uh, that our consumers said they would go to for healthcare price information. So, what consumers here wanted, again, from our survey, was seventy percent of them wanted they were interested in getting notifications from insurance companies on ways in which they could save money, the consumer could save money. So, they trust the insurance company to give them that information. Um, and interestingly enough, they also want to know how, how the price paid by the insurance company itself to the provider. So 
So about 75% of them, three out of four, wanted to know that. But while I'm talking about insurance companies, I do want to say that one of the first questions we asked consumers is, you know, how satisfied, you know, are you um, with respect to your insurance company? And we, th- th- this result was, it was a little surprising to me because I'm, I'm not in the business of, you know, I'm not in the insurance co- health insurance company business, uh, but 75% of Massachusetts uh, consumers with commercial health insurance were very satisfied or satisfied with their current health insurance. And um, we found out that that's consistent with what the carriers, what their own surveys say. Now, that may not be true nationally. I think one, and I just want to clear this up for your listeners, too, that why should that be? Well, in Massachusetts, isn't that our insurance companies don't make money? They do, of course, but they, there's, their, their um, organizational status is that of nonprofits. They do not have shareholders. So, and they are also very heavily regulated by the state. So um, they do behave, uh, I believe, uh, this is fair to say, differently here in Massachusetts than many insurance companies uh, in other parts of the country where they are for profit, where they are for profits, where state regulation is lax. Um, and so, you know, kind of showed in our survey that people here are satisfied and, and also that they trust them to get this price information from. Great insights there, Barbara. Um, based on what you found, what recommendations do you have for stakeholders around price transparency initiatives? Well, this is something, you know, that I've been saying for years here that, and we really, we, we need some, be great to get some great leadership at the state level. Uh, we, we need a bully pulpit here. Um, uh, certainly the state of Massachusetts has, um, a great uh, interest as do most states in lowering healthcare costs. Um, I mean, we all do. And one way to lower costs is of course, to have, to, to make it easier for consumers to go to high value, lower cost providers. But we need an educate, we need to educate people and that takes government leadership it takes business leadership. I mean, again, employers have a great stake in this as well because many are, you know, many large, most all large employers are self-insured and they're paying, you know, directly for healthcare costs. And small businesses are very concerned about their premiums. They want to see healthcare costs reduced. So we get the insurance industry, we get government, and we get the providers. We absolutely need to have more buy-in from. Massachusetts hospitals and physicians um, and and uh, and special you know special specialists uh, across the board um, in terms of educating consumers and making it easier for consumers to get price transparency information. It, it can't just be one. There really has to be a coordinated uh, effort of those those entities, state government, employers, insurance industry, and providers coming together to educate c- consumers. And we'd like to have, and of course, we have some good, very, very good uh, cons- healthcare consumer organizations here in Massachusetts. And we want to, you know, they should be involved as well in terms of helping to spread the word that this information is available and that it can actually help not only save people money, but direct people to situations where quality is high, the price is just lower. Um, and in effect, actually, we have, there were studies done a few years ago here by our attorney general's office that, that demonstrated what I just said, that 
price is not an indication of quality in terms of health care. And uh, sometimes consumers have that misconception. You know, we, we, we call it the Neiman Marcus effect, uh, that, that you think if it's a, you know, a f- fancy place and, uh, or if it's a higher-priced uh, institution that you're going to get better quality. That is not the case. The studies were done that showed that price and quality, uh, the, there was not a correlation. There were, they were what statisticians called it was a scatological um, situation where they're not they're not uh, correlated, um, and so that's why it's even more important to get information out, and that's why it takes you know, say it takes a village, but it takes government, it takes all those other stakeholders I mentioned working together to provide the kind of education and access for consumers that they want. And Barbara, if someone wanted to find out more about the survey, where can they go? Well, I think the easiest thing to do is to go to the Pioneer Institute uh, website, which is pioneerinstitute.org, and uh, follow the uh, health or healthcare uh, tabs on that website, and you can see the entire. Um, we've got about twenty over twenty uh, charts up, and uh, there is also uh, very recently uh, an entire written report on everything I've just talked about. So uh, the information's out there. It's very transparent. <laughs> People can see it and, uh, and, and read it and, uh, and use it as they, as they deem. Barbara Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. Well, thank you for inviting us, and we appreciate it very much. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.